This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to The Real Real, where we go behind the highlight reel and go into the unfiltered. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu. And if you're watching on video, you see this beautiful view behind me. I am filming at night, which I never do because I never know how the lighting's going to be, but I feel like it's giving cozy vibes. Like I have the city skyline behind me. If you can't tell, I am in New York City. I'm laying in bed in my cute PJs. I got these off of TikTok shop, which don't get me started because I actually hate TikTok shop. I think it's like the worst thing to happen to TikTok, but these were really cute. And I think this is the only thing I've ever purchased from TikTok shop. Yeah, I think I think this is the only thing I've purchased, but I'm a cute PJ girl and I've been a cute PJ girl for a while. It hasn't been as cute as they are now, but I've been like a matching set PJ type of girl because I think like two years ago, I wanted to start looking really cute before bed. And so that's when I started buying really cute PJs. So anyways, got these off of TikTok shop, saw someone post about them and they're really comfy and cute. And if you're a listener, it's like a button down. I'm I'm not going to say linen. These are not linen. It's definitely not that material. But it's like a button down, cute, like yellow floral set. And it's with like long sleeves and long pants and a little collar. And I just think it's so chic. And so I'm in New York City and I'm actually here for 11 days. And I am wondering why I came because... I'm actually having a really great time, but I'm wondering why I came because when I left Miami, it was like 75 degrees and sunny. And now I'm in New York and it's 17 degrees. I will say it was snowing yesterday though. And I do like seeing snow. I think snow just has like this magical feeling to it. And I would so much rather it snow than be just like freezing rain. So I'm actually having a pretty good time while I'm here. I've only been here for two days and I really haven't left this apartment, but I have been having a good time. I'm actually staying at my friend Emily's apartment. So if you guys follow her, her name's Emily Duong. She also has a podcast called the What Fulfills You Podcast. It's so, so good. But I'm actually staying at her place while she's out of town. So a lot of you guys were asking like, what do I do when I come to New York for so long? And the answer is I stay, well, one, I either stay at the Citizen M Hotel or I'll stay at friends' places. And I'm very fortunate to have friends that have great apartments and that go out of town a lot. Anyways, I'm in New York for work. So we are kicking off fundraising this month. Yay, Varela. So if you guys were with me when I was fundraising in 2022, that's pretty much where we just raised money from traditional VCs in order to, you know, grow our company. And we're doing that again in the seed round. And I think, honestly, it's going to be a lot harder this time because one, I know what I'm doing. So that in that sense, it'll be easier. But I've also never raised seed round before. So I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But two, it's harder, I think, because the market isn't as great as it was in 2022, at least for startups. And when you're raising a seed round, you have to show a lot of traction. And while we do actually have a lot of traction and really great improvements, I feel like you can sell an idea a little bit easier than you can convince people based on like current traction. That's not to say I don't believe in our traction. I just think it's overall a seed round is harder because of that reason. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. We haven't started yet. So I'll let you know if I think it's harder or easier. Again, like the mindset I had the first time around, I was like, it's not if it's when, and I'm going into it with it's not if it's when. 
And I also like I had this moment today where I was just like, I truly, truly, truly believe in this product more than anything. And obviously, if I'm the founder and I'm going out to raise money, I better or else what the heck am I doing? But it was one of those moments where I was like, holy cow, like this helps me so much. Why does not everyone know about this? Like, why does not every creator use this? It is so helpful. It saves me hours every single week. I swear it probably brings me more money because I'm more professional with it. It's just like, I'm so proud of it. And I'm so happy at what our team has done. And I just like literally love using the product. And it's crazy because like we built this product, but I just like get so happy when I'm using it. And I'm like, no, this is why it's going to get done because it's genuinely an amazing product and it makes me so proud. And I think investors are going to see that. Like I had an investor call today and I always vibe like I hate saying this. I'm a vibes person with our investors last year and even with, you know, the people I've been speaking to again this year. And and no matter what it is, I have to really get along with you. It's a connection thing. And I'm not a big like bullshitter. Like I'm not the typical tech bro. And I know you guys are shocked as I'm sitting here with my floral PJ set. I'm not the typical tech bro. I am very much like, okay, to be honest, like these are our challenges. This is where we're at. This is like full transparency here. I'm not walking in with like an inflated ego being like, yeah, I'm the shit. Like you guys, you know, like you better give me money because the round's going to close in a week. And I know that you're, you have to be confident. And I'm not saying I'm not confident. I am incredibly confident. Like I just said, I am so confident in what we're building. But I'm not going to BS you because I feel like people see through that. Whenever I try to do that, I'm like, oh my God, like who believes the words coming out of my mouth if I tried to act a certain way? And sometimes I'm like men that do that. And I'm saying men because it's usually the stereotype is like the tech bro that walks into the office that, you know, has this confidence as if he's like, I don't know, like Bill Gates or something. But that confidence where you're like, you're literally lying through your teeth or maybe you're not lying, but you are inflating the truth times 10. So I guess technically it's lying. I don't know. It's just like, do people believe that? But I mean, they do because they they do raise money. But you know what I'm saying? Like all the ladies out there that are just like, I think we need to not apologize and not view it as a weakness. The fact that we are transparent and we're honest and we're not going to inflate our egos to sell a story. I think transparency and honesty goes such a long way. And so I'm going into the raise doing that. And even if it might take longer, even if some investors don't like that, I know I'm going to find the right ones that do. And that's like my mindset going into this is like, I'm going to find the right people. And that's it. And that's that. So I'm going into it with it's not if it's when. And like, I do need to sell a story because that's everyone needs to. But like, I don't need to become someone else. I don't need to like who I am is enough. And I know that's really cheesy, but it's true. And so I think anyone listening to this, like especially women, because I do think that we suffer from imposter syndrome way more than men do, which we shouldn't. But I think naturally we do. We don't need to walk into a man's world and quote, act like a man. I think acting feminine and acting like ourselves is enough for the right people. And so like, I'm not going to act like I'm someone I'm not. 
let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So yeah, I wasn't planning on talking about that, but that's why I'm here in New York for fundraising. And that's why I'm staying at my friend Emily's apartment with this amazing view behind me. And I'm really excited. I'm also vlogging and I'm getting like so much more into YouTube. Like I'm putting time into my YouTube videos. I'm putting time into these podcasts. Like you guys, I could have just turned this podcast on. Not been like, you know what? No video this week because the lighting's bad. I'm, it's 8.15 and I'm recording this. I have barbecue on the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who knew barbecue in New York? I just door dashed it, though. This place had really good reviews, and I was like, okay, the mac and cheese and pulled pork sounds amazing. Not on my health kick. <laughs> I, I am working out every day while I'm here, though. But anyways, I'm ordering barbecue, so I'm, like, tracking it on my phone to make sure that he, like, knows where to go because I've never ordered to this apartment before. And it's 8.15, and I could have been like, you know what, I'm just going to do audio and that's it. But, like, I really want to grow my YouTube channel this year. And the podcast goes on my YouTube channel, and I hope that it shows. Like, I hope that you guys can see that I'm putting effort into my videos. I'm putting effort into the podcast. And also, I will say, I've gotten so many DMs lately And I feel like you guys are connecting with my content again. Like, I'm not going to lie. Last year was pretty quiet. I feel like my engagement fell. I didn't have as many people like DMing me or anything like that. And I feel like for the first time in a while, I'm getting a lot more engagement. People are DMing me things. I'm having conversations with you in my DMs. So if you are listening to this and you're like, you want to like respond to something in this podcast, you want to send a DM, you want to respond to a story, please do because I read every single one and they really make my day and it just like makes me appreciate it so much more. So please continue to DM me or start DMing me and let's have like one-on-one conversations because I really do genuinely love that. So today I wanted to talk about a subject that I've been just like wanting to talk about for a really long time. It's the subject of social media and comparison and how like the grass is always greener on the other side. And it's so true. And I've noticed it not with any like particular friends, not with any particular person, but just with myself, the way that I interact on social media and that I scroll on social media, but also just in groups, like the conversations we're having or on podcasts or TikTok or just I all overhear people talking about something and like I feel like this topic is so important because it's so relevant today and number one I know we always say social media is a highlight reel. This is going back to the roots of this podcast title, The Real Reel, how this podcast is about the real reel and we're going to get real. <laughs> but social media is a highlight reel, blah blah blah, everyone knows that. So oversaid. Why is it that we never believe it though? Because I swear there are so many times I think I've gotten better at this, at realizing that social media is a highlight reel. And so I've gotten it into my brain that not everyone's life is perfect. But I think for so many people, they view influencers, they view you view your friends on social media and showing the highlights, the engagements, the babies, the fashion posts, the travels, the private jet, the money, the quitting your job. And you see all of that and you're comparing it to your life and you're like, my life doesn't look like that. When you don't realize that the person posting its life looks like that for a fraction, if it even looks like that, because you can fool anyone on anything with a photograph or a reel or a quick edit. Like, I think that so many times we now no longer compare our lives to like magazines and TV that we knew were unattainable. We're comparing our lives to the everyday person on social media. Like I can scroll on social media and see on my explore feed, a girl that lives in my city that looks like she has the coolest life and she's my age or younger than me. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, how do I, how do I do that? Like, how do, what do I have to do to have that life? And we always view other people's social media reels or social media feeds and like think that that's real. When you have no idea like what people are going through and what like the stuff that people don't post about. And it's so easy to like pass judgment through social media. And I'm saying this because I've had conversations with friends and I'll get wrapped up in it too, where I'm like, oh my God, like, look at this. Like, this is, I wish that I had like her life or 
especially for me, like in the content creator space, I'm comparing myself to other influencers and I'm comparing myself not only in the fact that like I don't have that life, but like, wow, they're performing so much better than me. They have such higher engagement. They have more likes. They have more comments. And I'm like placing my value in that. And that is so dangerous. And I've caught myself a lot where I'm like, okay, I need to stop. Like this is not healthy. And I think I've developed really great like coping mechanisms or really great like filters in my brain where I'm like, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. Or like, that's not all that matters. I have this, this, and this. I'm doing this, this, and this. But it's like an exercise that I have to do all the time. And one of the things that I like to do when I see something on social media where I'm jealous or I'm comparing or I'm envious is to tell myself like, okay, number one, that's just a highlight reel. Okay. If it doesn't pass that filter, then this is everything else I have going for me. And I'll list out the things that I'm grateful for, the things in my life, so that instead of focusing on someone else's life, I'm putting the focus on my own life again. And that also seems to help because I'm like, okay, I have this business that I'm running. I have, you know, I've been doing this for this long. I have community. I have, blow. I, you know, I have normal friends that I like to hang out with. And I'm not only hanging out with, you know, influencers all the time. I'll start listing out things that I'm like grateful for, things that are like different. And that's, definitely sometimes helps. And then I also kind of the third thing is like, I'm like, you know what? Who honestly cares? Who cares? There is so many more important things in life than how much money you have, than the job you have, than the way you look, than the relationships you're in. There's a lot more important things than that. And that is not, should never be where anyone places their identity. And I feel like social media has made us do that, where we place our identity in things on earth and on social media and followers and numbers and the amount of money we have and what we're portraying rather than the people that we are. And so that's kind of like the first filter. So that kind of helps me when I'm feeling like the trap of comparison. But I feel like also social media puts us in a spot where we are no longer content with anything. Like it's not even comparison about someone else. It's like we're no longer content in our own lives. For example, I see someone that lives in California. I'm not necessarily jealous as in like, why do they live in California and I don't? Because I very know I could easily pick up and move to California. It's more of like, life in California must be so much better than life in Miami. And then you start comparing just your circumstances compared to someone else's or you start envisioning, thinking that you'll be happier if you had someone else's circumstances. Not to say that you're jealous of their life. I'm just saying that you're like, oh, they make California look so great. And like, I think that I would be happier there. And we start living in a place where we're not content with what we currently have. And I think that can get so dangerous because we constantly think that the grass is greener on the other side. And then we are never happy where we are. And that is just a horrible mental place to be in. And I blame social media for it because we're seeing the lives of all these people. Like I know people follow these like New York City influencers and I know that you guys are thinking I would be happier if I lived in New York. Look how fun New York looks. And I'm telling you, I'm not talking about New York specifically. You need to learn to be content and to be happy where you are in the moment or else that unhappiness will follow you everywhere. And you'll never be content if you're constantly looking for the next thing or that something is better somewhere else.
And it's something that I've had to learn because I've definitely not been like that. I think for me, it started with like my career where I was like, okay, if I hit 100,000 subscribers, I'm going to be happy. I did that. If I hit 200, I'm going to be happy. Okay, I did that. If I hit 300, I'm going to be happy. Okay, I did that. And now I'm like, it's never enough. It is never enough. Like the same thing with with moving and stuff. I was like, okay, when I move to New York, I'll be happy. Okay, I did that. And then I felt like a failure when I had to leave. And then, okay, when I, you know, when I get this car, when I buy this house, when I get into a relationship, and you can always find the next thing. And I think for a lot of women, at least in, at my age, I'm 27, it's like, okay, when I get into a relationship, okay, once you do that, okay, when I get engaged, okay, once you do that, okay, once, well, now I'm planning the wedding. Once I have a wedding, okay, you do that. Okay, once I have kids, okay, you do that. Like, I want to be a person that lives in the moment and that doesn't constantly live in on my like phone or like what other people are doing and constantly getting ideas of like why I'm not happy or why I'm not content. And I think it's normal to struggle with that, but it's something you literally have to practice every single day because we are trapped in other people's lives and viewing other people's lives. And I really don't think us as humans, we're meant to be consuming uh, content as much as we are. And we're meant to be viewing what other people doing as much as we are. I mean, like I have find my friends. I literally know where my friends are at all times. Then you have social media. Why do I know where like someone I went to high school with 10 years ago? Why do I know what they're doing on social media? Like, why do I follow them? And why do I like see their stories and keep up with their life? I'm not saying that's innately a bad thing. But I'm saying it's something that if we don't recognize is not normal, then we're going to spiral because then we start thinking like, well, why am I sad? Why am I unhappy? And it's like, of course, we're all like struggling to maintain happiness. And of course, this generation has so much anxiety because we're literally viewing other people's lives and comparing ourselves to other people's lives and then placing our identity in what we're showing off to the world every single day. Like, of course, we're going to have problems. And so... I want you to know that like, while yes, of course, we're going to have problems. That's normal. You don't have to be stuck in that. And it's like a daily practice that you have to break out of that social media is not reality. and We need to take a step back from it. And I saw this TikTok recently, speaking of social media and then me seeing stuff on TikTok. I know the irony. I can see it. But I saw this TikTok recently that was talking about how the internet is not a place, how it used to be a place. But the internet is now like an an entity or an environment that we are all living in. Like, for example, I'm a 90s baby. I was born in 1996. So some of you might not remember this, but when I was younger, when I was in elementary school and maybe even middle school, I just, I know when I was in elementary school, we had this room in the house called the computer room. And the computer room was where the computer lived. And when you wanted to go on the internet, you had to go to the computer room. It took you 10 minutes to start the computer. You had to hear the dial up noise. AOL would turn on and you would be on the internet. And when we needed to take a break, we would go to the computer room and we would take a break on the internet for an hour. And then we'd turn off the computer and we'd go into the real world. Nowadays, people need to take digital breaks and they need to take digital cleanses and social media breaks. And it's like impossible because we are living in the internet 24-7. We have Apple Watches. We have our iPhones. We It's like an appendage. Like I take my phone with me everywhere. I'm trying to make it a habit where I don't take it with me to the bathroom. And I know that sounds strange, but like sometimes when I'm at a restaurant, I'll like take my phone and I'll, I'll go and it's like sit down, you know, and you're like on your phone or even at my apartment or I'm like, okay, going to the bathroom, let me take my phone and let me scroll for 30 seconds 
or I'm at a stoplight and I just automatically take my phone out, even if it's for five seconds. Why? Why can't I just like sit there and not be on the internet and just like be in the world? And it's something that I'm like really trying to make a habit out of because I think if you don't recognize it and you don't acknowledge it, it's going to consume us more than it already has. And I'm not trying to make this this like scary podcast. I'm trying to like bring acknowledgement to why social media is not reality and why we need to like take a break from the internet and how it's kind of like shifted. And I love talking about these topics. So let me know if you like these topics or these like podcast episodes where I'm just kind of like picking a topic and running with it. There's not really like a set structure. So comment down below if you like this. But anyways, this TikTok was talking about how the internet is not a place anymore and how it's this environment. And I was like, that is so sad that, yeah, like back then, like that was a break. Like I remember going to the library at school and Webkins was like the best thing ever before they blocked it on the computers. I remember being so excited to like go and like update my Webkins, like see my Webkins. Nowadays, if Webkins was a thing, Kids would just have it on their phone as an app and like it's on all the time. You're always there. And so it just makes me think about how like we need to remember that this is not the normal fulfilling way to live. We actually need to be like present in the real world and content with our own lives and have our identities be like our real selves, not our social media selves. And I know that there's like Black Mirror episodes about how important like a digital presence is going to be and like, you know, your social score and all of that stuff. But I'm afraid we're like a version of the way there because now like when you meet someone, the first thing it's like, okay, what's your Instagram? It's like, oh, their Instagram's weird. Like that's like, I don't like it. Or like, look at this picture that they posted or they're so annoying on social media. And while I'm not disagreeing, like I find people annoying on social media, I sometimes think what people post is weird. It's like we view that like social media as them, not like who they are in person. You know, does that make sense? Am I making any sense here? And so I just always worry that we're not living like present and in the moment. And it makes me really sad because I want to be content and I want to be fulfilled with what I'm doing. And I don't want it to just be based on my like social media presence. And as someone who is 27, I want to enjoy my singleness and not compare myself to people that are getting engaged online. And I want to, you know, not compare my career to anyone else's and not compare my startup to anyone else's. And it can be so hard to do that. And I think I actually think a lot of times it's harder on people that I don't, I'm not saying the words normal as like a bad thing. I'm just saying like non-influencers because at least as an influencer, I know half the stuff I'm posting is exaggerated or embellished or I'm like adding a filter to it or I'm, you know, taking the best shot or I've taken a thousand photos before I picked one. But I think what's really hard is like people that aren't influencers are just like viewing social media. And I'm not saying you're not taking a thousand photos either, but like you're comparing your life to people whose job, whose literal job it is to make people like fall in love with their life pretty much or like like their life or make their life look interesting and then you're starting to see like girls that you went to high school with and girls that you know in real life start to like edit their videos in a certain way and edit their photos in a certain way where it looks perfect and then you're like wait but I know her like why can't my life look like that and I think it just becomes a very very dangerous game and so again this was just a topic that I decided to run with and I have no idea if it makes sense or not I hope it does But it was just something that was on my heart lately. And I literally had to write it down as soon as possible. I pulled up Rella. I went on the idea section and I wrote down social media comparison 
grass is always greener. And I was like, yep, sitting down and we got this. So yeah, I just, I want to hear if anyone else relates to this and anything that you use to like cope, I guess. But if not, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was random, but that's that's the point. I'm doing one a week on my YouTube channel. Of a, my podcast is going up once once a week every Monday. And then my, like a normal video of my YouTube channel goes out every Thursday. And so I hope that you guys have been liking the schedule because I know it's not necessarily like a sit down video where I'm, you know, talking on a certain topic and it's structured and I'm like educating you guys. This podcast is to show the real, real, pun intended. And... <laughs> I hope it made sense and hopefully encourage some of you that like we're living in weird times, guys, and it's normal to feel a little funky about everything. So anyways, I hope that you guys have a wonderful night. Let me know when and where you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends, post about it, help it like reviewing it five stars on Apple or Spotify. It literally helps so much. And all I'm trying to do is grow this podcast and my YouTube channel this year. So please, 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 please take a screenshot and post on your story if you're listening. Anyways, thank you guys so much. DM me. (laughs) I love you guys and I'll see you guys next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.